Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to CBS News Roundup ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Government's reopening playbook. These guidelines are watered down. Details on how to enact things were just taken out. House to vote on relief measures. It isn't about politics. It's about humanity. Would a new president pardon Donald Trump? That will not happen, I guarantee you. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan in northern New Jersey with the CBS World News Roundup. It's been delayed and some say watered down, but new guidelines are now out from the Centers for Disease Control for schools and businesses reopening in the coronavirus pandemic. It comes as many states have already taken their own steps or have plans in the works. Our team coverage begins with CBS's Steve Futterman. The new guidelines are much different than the CDC's original submission. These guidelines are watered down. They went from what is reported to be a 63-page document to a set of simple guidelines. And that concerns medical professionals, including CBS News medical contributor Dr. David Agus. At the CDC, we have some of the best public health people in the world. And if I want my family protected, my city protected, I want their advice on how to do it right. The new guidelines cover the workplace, mass transit, child care, schools, camps, restaurants and bars. But they are broad recommendations with limited details, details that were part of the original document. Throughout the country, states are facing calls to reopen. Here's CBS News correspondent Adriana Diaz. Anything else for you right now? The lunch rush was on at the Neighbors Bar and Grill in Waukesha, Wisconsin. No gloves or masks for servers, but plenty of food. And enjoying a cheeseburger was Republican State Representative Adam Nealon. What I don't support is the ability for governor to unilaterally limit our rights indefinitely. President Donald Trump cheered the Wisconsin decision as a win for the state. And in Pennsylvania Thursday, he called out that state's Democratic governor, Tom Wolf, for reopening slowly. You have areas of Pennsylvania that are barely affected and they have they want to keep them closed. Can't do that. Other states, like Florida, are now pushing further ahead in lifting restrictions. People are ready to get back out. In hard-hit Broward and Miami-Dade counties, restaurants, retailers and salons will be able to reopen with strict guidelines Monday. And in New Jersey, the Jersey Shore will open in time for Memorial Day weekend. I'm Deborah Rodriguez in upstate New York, where some low-risk businesses are being allowed to reopen. Mark Mazay will be able to get his construction business going again in Binghamton. Extremely important. Uh, we need to get the cash flow in. I need to get guys back to work. New York's Finger Lakes, Southern Tier, and Mohawk Valley regions each meets the criteria, including declining hospitalizations and increased testing capacity. CBS's Bill Rakoff tells us the House of Representatives is due to vote today on the latest virus relief package. 
This is one of the broadest bills that we've ever seen come before the Congress. It's $3 trillion worth of relief for state and local governments, mortgage and rent payers, and lots more. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi on MSNBC. This will make a remarkable difference for them to uh, uh, defray the cost of the coronavirus. But Republicans largely oppose the bill, saying they want to make sure the trillions of dollars already in the relief pipeline are being spent efficiently before they put any more money in. The CDC is alerting doctors about that mysterious inflammatory illness in children that's believed to be linked to the coronavirus. There are dozens of cases and at least three deaths. And the FDA warns a coronavirus test from Abbott Labs may give inaccurate results. FDA Commissioner Dr. Stephen Hahn on CBS This Morning. There are some data to suggest that there may be inaccuracies, false negatives with the Abbott test. However, there are many users who have contacted us and have not had this problem. So FDA is digging into it. This is the same test the White House uses. Abbott says it's reliable. President Trump has been criticized for the federal response to the coronavirus. He's applauded it, and he says he's now taking steps to get the U.S. ready for future pandemics. We're launching a monumental effort. At a medical supply warehouse in Allentown, Pennsylvania, the president again accused his predecessor of leaving the cupboard bare. Mr. Trump announced a plan to boost the strategic national stockpile of masks and other medical necessities. Instead of one to three weeks' worth of supplies, we had less than that. The U.S. government will now stockpile three whole months, much of it made in the USA. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, Washington. The president's Mar-a-Lago club in South Florida will partially reopen to members this weekend. It's been shut down for about two months. There are social distancing rules. Hotel rooms and the main dining area will stay closed. Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden says if he's elected, he would not use his power to pardon Donald Trump or stop any investigations into him or his associates. It is not something the president is entitled to do, to direct either a prosecution and or decide to drop a case. That is not the president's role, responsibility, and it's a dereliction of his duty. Biden on MSNBC said if voters believe the former Senate staffer who's accused him of sexual assault, they probably shouldn't vote for him in November. Biden has denied the accusations. The hunt for a coronavirus vaccine and treatments that can help in the interim is going on all over the globe. CBS's Dr. John LaPook reports on one study that's focused on a drug blend that features remdesivir, a drug that's already shown promise. Dr. Anish Mehta was the lead investigator of the NIH trial at Emory University. I think remdesivir is going to be one important tool, but we also need to look for other ways to uh, help our patients. In the next phase of the trial, Dr. Mehta and colleagues are adding even more firepower to the battle against COVID-19, combining remdesivir to stop the virus from multiplying with a powerful anti-inflammatory drug, a so-called immune modulator that aims to prevent organ damage by calming down an inflamed immune system. Dr. Mehta's team is looking at whether this powerful combination could make recovery even faster. Denver Mayor Michael Hancock says he's going to furlough thousands of city workers, including himself, for eight days this year to help close what's expected to be a $226 million budget gap. Hancock says the pandemic has touched off an unprecedented economic crisis. Professional sports may look and sound different when they resume because of the coronavirus pandemic. If the NFL decides to have a season without fans in the stands this fall, one network is looking to add a crowd virtually. 
Fox play-by-play announcer Joe Buck in an interview with Sirius XM says his network is exploring the use of CGI to put fans in the stands and add crowd noise to boot. Buck says doing games without fans would be difficult, and adding a crowd via computer-generated imagery would provide a more normal viewing experience. Jim Shenaby, CBS News. An ice cream shop in Hong Kong is now offering a new flavor called tear gas. It's a shout-out to pro-democracy protesters who have faced the real thing during demonstrations. Black peppercorns are the basis for that ice cream selection. And that's the CBS World News Roundup for Friday. The broadcast is produced by Paul Ferry. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. If you like CBS News Roundup, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Behind every successful business is a story, and some of them might surprise you. Like how Chobani's first yogurt factory was discovered on a piece of junk mail, or how the founder of the multi-million dollar cosmetics brand Drunk Elephant was told by everyone, including her own mother, that the name sounded like a dive bar. I'm Guy Raz, and on my show, How I Built This, I talk to founders behind the world's biggest companies to learn the real stories of how they built them. In each episode, you'll hear entrepreneurs share moments of doubt and failure and talk about how they were able to overcome them on their way to the top. How I Built This is like a masterclass in innovation and creativity from the people who've done it all. Follow How I Built This wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery+. Plus. For more deep dive and daily business content, listen to Wondery, the destination for business podcasts. With shows like How I Built This, Business Wars, and many more, Wondery means business. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>